Welcome to the Teacher's Podcast, in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone and thanks for tuning in. In this episode, I interviewed children's author Chloe Dakin. My first view of her was at the Reading Rocks North Conference, straight after her keynote, where she had a seriously long line of teachers in front of her, all clutching new books that they had purchased and awaiting Chloe's signature. On the podcast, she talked about three books that she's written for 8 to 12 year olds. Chloe's a fairly new author and has written The Boy Who Hit Play, Fish Boy and Fire Girl Forest Boy. During the interview, we discussed the themes and why they might be good class readers for your children. Let's get to the interview. Chloe, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. It's very exciting to be here. Thank you, Claire. Good. Um, so we are at the Reading Rocks North conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather has invited us both. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad that you agreed to be on the podcast. Um, I love having authors on because I feel like it's that extra dynamic to the podcast that teachers probably wouldn't be able to access otherwise. Yeah. Um, so thank you. You're very welcome. So the first Hello. thing I ask... <laughs> <laughs> Wave into the world of teachers. Yeah. Who are listening? <laughs> yeah. At least you explained that you were doing it. Um, So I asked everyone to give me a backstory of like how they got into what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell me your life story? My life story, yeah, sure. Um, So I did um, art school first and um, I was an artist and I did printmaking and I taught all kinds of workshops and I made books and I did um, pop-up books and all kinds of things like that. And then, um, yeah, I kind of got older and I had my kids and I thought, Ah, what did I actually want to do with my life um, while I was looking out the window? And I thought, yeah. <laughs> Just um, one day looking out the window. Yeah, I did, I did. I was sitting looking out the window for those sunny days. And I thought, oh, yeah, when I was 10, I wanted to be a writer. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, so I thought, right, I can do it now before it's too late. And um, that's what I did. And I started um, writing short stories and plays and sending them out um, so I could win a prize to do the MA at Newcastle University. Because um, I only have one bursary every two years, so I had right. two years to send stuff out. Um, so I did that, and then um, I won the prize. Hooray! Amazing! Yeah, well done, the maiden. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't win it the first time. When um, yeah, I put it in for it the first time, and they were like, "Oh no, I got shortlisted." And then yeah, spent two years sending stuff out. Got it second time. It's very good. And um, then yeah, I did my MA and thought, okay. I'm going to start writing a children's book, a young adult book, and an adult book, and I'm going to pick one of those, and then I'm going to write it. Um, so I chose the children's book, and then I won a Northern Writers Awards for it, um, which was Fishboy. And um, yeah, they gave me some money to um, work on it over that summer. I worked on the book, met my agent at an agent party with New Writing North, um, sent the book out, and then loads of people wanted to publish it um, very That's amazing. quickly. Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. I think it's, you know, you sort of say like, oh, yeah, loads of people wanted to publish it. Like, it's not a big deal. But I've talked to quite a few authors now and actually it can be really hard to get published. Um, And the fact that a lot of publishers wanted to publish it, I think, is a real testament to 
to you? It was amazing. And um, before that, actually, an important step in the whole thing was um, I wrote to David Armand, who I thought was amazing as a writer, obviously, um, and a human being, but as a writer, um, I didn't know him as a human being then, and um, sent him the book. And I thought, right, I'm just going to be a bit cheeky and brave, and I'll send it to him. And uh, he got that when he was um, at the airport, and he read it on his plane to Amsterdam. And uh, he said, oh, he just never stopped reading it, and he just read the whole thing, and he wrote me this amazing um, review saying, you know, I get sent loads of books, but this is the real thing. And um, that was like, I came running down the stairs going, David Armand loves my book. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was an amazing thing before we sent it to publishers. And then, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it is. So if you, um, so you said you were going to write a children's book, um, a young adult book, and then an adult book. Did mm. you actually write the other two books? I thought I'd start the beginnings of them and then see which one I wanted to work on. Yeah. Yeah, so I was quite into doing the young adult one. I think... I love reading children's books, though. So children's and young adults kind of was my thing. Yeah. I was just thinking, oh, have you got an adult book as well? Well, you know, maybe in the future, yeah. Um, that would be cool. I'd be up for that. Wow, thank you. So how would you describe your books then? Um, I think they're all so different, but I think what they have is that they're quite, um, well, the latest one's quite kind of fast-paced, um, quirky, um, original, and quite unusual, um, but quite beautifully written. Um, that's a very important part of it. Um, and somebody described them when as... When you say beautifully written, what do you mean? Um, I mean there's like a real... There can be quite a lyrical, poetic quality to the writing. And, um, yeah, in terms of content, somebody described it as magic meets modernity, and I thought that's a really lovely way to describe it. That's um, nice. Yeah, really nice. So when you say like the quite sort of poetic, mm. do you spend a really long time deliberating over the words or does it just come really naturally to you? Yeah, I think with the poetry it has to come quite naturally. So it has to flow. And if I think, I was going to say thought, if I think too hard about it, then it doesn't flow through. So yeah, it kind of has to come quite instantly. That's when editing's hard because you have to then write bits that weren't in the flow and put them in. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so how do you get your ideas for your writing then? Yeah, I had a kid ask me this yesterday and I thought, right, I'll be concise. <laughs> um, yeah. Reading other people's books, um, meeting people and travelling, that and imagining really. Being an artist first, I always um, have an image in my head before I start writing a book. So I come up with that, then the words come from there and then I know if it's gone off slightly, if I come back to the image and it doesn't quite fit. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. So you mentioned travelling, like where do you travel to? Well, um, for the second book, The Boy Who Hit Play, I travelled to Norway. I won the prize to go travelling around um, for that by wow. the amazing playwright and novelist and poet Julia Darling, mm -hmm. um, who's from up here. And she died of breast cancer really sadly. So they had a travel prize in her name. So I won the first one of those. Wow. Um, You've won a lot of prizes. I know. <laughs> Very lucky. Um, so yeah, I went travelling off around there. And um, just last year, I went to Peru. And that's for my third book. And that wow. was from the Arts Council who gave me the money for that. So you get money to go places so that then you can write books. About yeah. It. yeah. That is like... Um, how do we apply for this job? I know. How cool is that? And it's I kind of thought, it is brilliant. And I thought, but when you're a kid, you're so stuck, you know, by like where you are, how much money you've got in your family. And yeah. and I just wanted to really show people the world, really, and go, do you know what? Just 
come with me, read a book. Do you know how I take you? It will be like, you know, you don't get to choose when you're a kid, but you can through reading, and I love that. That's amazing. Mm. I was going to ask you how you got published, but you've kind of already told me that everyone just wanted to publish it because you won a prize. <laughs> um, and really, there was, you know, there was no hard slog involved um, in terms of trying to get the publishers to, you know, at least read your book. So that's yeah, great. Yeah. But um, how long ago did you get your first book published? Well, um, from when they said, when they bought it to when it came out, um, was two years gap in between. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time. So what did you do in that time then, waiting for your book to be published? Well, we did a lot of editing. It was mm. a funny time, actually, because, um, yeah, we did a lot of editing, and I was quite shy. I'm a shy person, and I was quite nervous, and I kept thinking, oh, everybody knows better than me. And then we got to the end of that process, and I did have a bit where I just actually had to be really brave and go, do you know what? We've lost a lot of what this book is, and this is not what it should be. Mm. And... Um, yeah, and then we talked about that and how to get its kind of essence back in. Because sometimes when you work on something for a long time, that's quite hard. Yeah, you can kind of like just lose it completely. You need to walk away, don't you, and, yeah. and come back later. Yeah, so let's get a little bit of our zap back. Um, so we did that, and that was good. And um, I also worked on plays, because I write plays too. Um, so I did that. So have you got plays published as well? Yeah, I've had plays on, um, like collaborations and stuff on my own. Um, yeah. So sometimes in collaboration with musicians and different um, production companies. And do those plays get performed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Do you, have you done any plays then um, sort of for children that children can perform? Not yet. That is my next on my list. I would love to do a children's play with really cool songs in it and just really fun. Yeah. You should do like the end of school production. Oh, yeah, like that would be good. Like productions for yeah. summer. Yeah. That would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. I would love to. And this this struggle, really, I think, yeah, six teachers to find a good one sometimes as well. Yeah, okay. There you go. Right, well, come and, back on the podcast when you've I, done one of them. Yeah, I loved being in the school play when I was little. That was like my thing. I loved that. And every every school across the country would be doing the same, the same year six production, yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be really cool. Um, so talking about schools then, mm. so do you spend some of your time going into schools? Yeah, I do. Um, so I do author visits, but because I used to do bookmaking, I also do um, different kind of workshops. So sometimes what schools do right now is they invite me down and I travel down and I do the school assembly in the afternoon. And then the next day I do like three workshops uh, working in different classes, um, particularly because uh, Fire Girl Forest Boy really fits with a lot of themes in the curriculum at the minute. So we do really cool workshops where um, we make pop-up books and we pretend we go on this big journey of discovery to the rainforest and then we create museums of discovery books where we invent magical objects that we find and then we do writing where we unleash the power of the magical objects. See I love that because that doesn't sound like an author video to me that just sounds like a lot of fun. It is fun! Um, and, you know because you're bringing the craft element as well. Yeah. I think that's lovely because that's kind of thing sometimes I think teachers, me in particular when I were in teaching I'd be like oh the mess. <laughs> I want somebody else to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah and also um, it's just a really, I like getting ways to make people writing where they don't really notice that they're doing it. So they're so wrapped up in it and excited about it that it just flows out of them. We're not thinking about spelling. We're not thinking about different words that we're using. We're just like really living it in the minute and they just do some really exciting, powerful because, work. Because they're worried about making the pop-up. Yeah, and because they're inspired by that. Because you know when you start making something and drawing, you get different ideas, don't you? So it really like helps you, you know, you without even realising it, you kind of come up with loads of stuff. 
yeah. that you're going to work on when you actually come to write. Yeah, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what does a working week actually look like for you then? Oh, that changes every week. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, then I have like months where I try to section it out. So like I'll go, oh, well, this month I'll do quite a lot of um, school visits, you know, and then I'll have like a month where I'm doing quite a lot of writing or, yeah, I try and work it that way. And then at the minute, if I'm doing a lot of school visits that I am, then I have, I do research. I'll try and do little bits of um, finding things out so it can kind of percolate a little bit before I start writing. Yeah, so you have an idea of what on earth you're going to write about. Yeah. Yeah. It always amazes me the amount of research that a writer has to do, to do mm. in order to write, you know, like, obviously I know that you've you've been to Peru. Yeah. But but still, I imagine there's quite a lot of research, you know, if you've never experienced some of the things that your characters are experiencing. Yeah, that's true. And um, I take risk in making it up quite often. And mm. um, then I kind of go, wow, <laughs> I should yeah, check that. Yeah. Like, that's all right to so have done that. Um, so, yeah, you need to kind of... Sometimes you write it and then you've got to check it back. Yeah, and um, do um, do you find like in the editing process some of those things might get picked up? Yeah, you get asked questions about things like that. Um, yeah, sometimes it does. How do you find the actual editing process? Um, so obviously I've spoken to a few authors and they're like, oh, it's hor- awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone uses the word fun. <laughs> it's not a bit like when people talk about phds nobody uses the word fun um no it's hard because it's challenging and sometimes it's exciting challenging um because you get to write new bits that go in and generally that's what it is for me so i generally write quite short and people often say oh we need more here and here and here and here and here so mm. often it's extra going in rather than cutting bits out i'm the one often who wants easier. to cut it out it's it's not easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's hard because um you're not in the moment do you know what i mean yeah, so you have you to really get yourself back in the moment again try to make it fit what came before and what goes yeah. after i guess so yeah yeah so it's like suddenly having to be in that place it's all hard cutting it out putting it back in yeah having to do any editing at all yeah and rearranging everything and then going ah oh, but if you change that then down the line that can't be then yeah Mm -hmm. honestly just the thought of it makes me want to throw up something it's just (laughs) like oh i just could not i don't think um work out a way through Mm. yeah it's hard yeah let's say that it's hard yeah (laughs) i know i can imagine um that's why i'm sat here interviewing you and you're not interviewing me Um, yeah, the good writing teacher of mine um, at the university, I used to go, oh, but it's really hard. And she'd be like, yes, Chloe, it is hard. Or everyone would be doing it. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. okay, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, mm. but you're obviously, you know, you're so skilled at it now. Mm. And here we are. Um, okay, so you do do school, uh, school visits and you speak to teachers. Um, mm-hmm. So if there are teachers out there who have your books or they're considering getting your books, mm-hmm. Then how have they used your books in the classroom? Now, how can they be used in the yeah. classroom? Well, I think because they're all quite different. So probably all in different ways. Um, so the most obvious at the moment, because it's on my mind, because this is what I'm working on right now, um, would be Fire Girl, Forest Boy, because it ties into So themes. this is your latest book? Yeah, um, and that ties into all the themes of rainforest, conservation, um, biomes. Um, yeah, so it's really current. Deforestation? Deforestation, yeah. So big environmental themes. 
um, as well as cultural, obviously, um, depending, you know, if you're studying South America, somebody was telling me. Mm. Um, so there's all different ways that can kind of tie in um, with those topics and there's quite cool specific things you can do, um, which we can talk about later, if you like. Yeah. Um, all right, Fishboy, I was just speaking to somebody this morning, actually, who was saying they're doing work on um, plastic in the ocean. I thought, oh, yeah, actually, it's a really good book for that. And also um, to do with plants and animals. Um, the boy in it is obsessed with David Attenborough. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's quite a lot of facts <laughs> about things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, life under the sea and um, extinction, actually. Um, yeah, authors for oceans, all of that. Is quite relevant um but also it's a good one to talk about in terms of emotional things um so bullying um friendship and um trust and talking about things um which has been good i think a lot for boys i had a lot of responses from boys who said um oh when we read this together it just used to make me well up like um so talking about emotions yeah. and feelings it's been good um the boys which is who nice to hear from boys really nice to hear yeah so it's been really moving for them, um, yeah, which is important. And that is a big theme of the book, actually, actually saying, oh, this is what's going on, and then actually going, well, that was all right. <laughs> so yeah, actually, yeah, that's yeah. really good. And now I feel so much better for saying it. Yeah, it was good um, to get it out. Yeah, exactly. And being different um, is a big theme of that. So The Boy Who Hit Play, um, how would you use that in school? Interesting. But I think it's about journey. It's about self-discovery. Um, it's about who it's important to be important to. So it's a really about a search for identity. So in the times of um, YouTube and um, kids thinking it's important to be popular with millions of people, this is about who it's important to be important to. So um, in it, he's kind of thinking, do I want millions of fans on this? Or actually, is it more important to be really close to my dad? Mm. You know, um, and discovering who your family is. And that can be people who are outside of your immediate family, yeah. and building your own families up. So quite I love that. That's like really relevant, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In exactly. this day and age. Yes, it is. So we're all a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of who is important and who makes up who we are. Um. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Um. Okay. So, have any children been in touch with you then about your books? Yeah. Well, today, um, I had the most lovely, lovely, lovely experience of meeting, um this amazing teacher who was telling me about a boy called Sonny who I met on Twitter he wrote a review of my book and he just held it up and said this is the most amazing book ever like I feel like I'm right in the middle of the rainforest with the characters and I was really moved by that and so I kind of wrote back to him and um she said oh he's a really um really struggles with reading he's really dyslexic he's never read a book before um and now he's read this and he's so excited about it now he wants to be a writer and he's reading fish boy and he doesn't ever want to put it down and um yeah that was just the best thing ever That's amazing it is amazing and i think because i struggle with reading still um and so i know how it kind of feels very a lot of my chapters are broken down into short little chunks to make it kind of accessible and fun so that worked it worked yeah. <laughs> that was a really lovely feeling yeah you've taken what you found difficult and and you've gone with it yeah which is really really good i'm mm. just looking tom palmer's literally just uh tweeted me now so i'm thinking oh he must know you on the podcast right now another cool. author <laughs> um okay so um 
you told me you had children. Mm -hmm. Do your children test your books out? Do yes. they put them through the test? Yes, they do. Um, they're very good, really good critics and very helpful. Um, yeah, there's no... Uh, they don't hold back on telling you what they think, which is <laughs> great because you, you need yeah. to know, yeah. like, you know, and um, oh, yeah, it was really helpful. I like read it aloud to them and we've axed loads of bits, even the name actually of um, the deforestation company at first was called Axios and um, they were like, no, <laughs> no way. And so, yeah, yeah we had that debate, um, yeah, with the publisher, but it's really helpful. It really helps me tighten up because you can really hear when they're in it and when they're not. Yeah. Um, and they're both very different readers and very different interests, so that's helpful. Is there any, any like, I don't know, any bits in that in that book in particular that are there just because, because of them? Ooh, I can think of various bits we took out because they're yeah, yeah. cringy. Um, bits that are there because of them. I put in various bits because I thought they would be fun. Um, Always oh, have to think hard. I um, yeah, that would be embarrassing for me to say that for them because I can think of bits, but they might not like me to say it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. How do they feel about mum being an author? I think they're quite used to it. I think they like it, but it's quite normal, isn't it? Whatever your mum and dad do, it's kind of like you're kind of used to that. Yeah. 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 What year was it that your first book was published then? Um, 2017. Um, oh, right. So so they've only had a few years at the moment of... Yeah. One a year so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, then. So, why should a teacher use your books in the classroom? Okay. Well, um, I think... Well, let's start with Fire Forest books. That's probably what's on my mind. I've been talking about it today. So... It goes between, it's a dual narrative, so it goes between Maya and Raoul, so it's told by a girl and a boy. Um, most of my books have girls and boys in, so that's quite helpful. Um, it's fast-paced, it's like a gripping story, um, it has big environmental issues, so it's very current at the moment. Um, it's really beautifully written, but it's exotic, it's set in a really exciting place, it's got a good amount of adventure in it, um, and mystery um a good kind of mystery to solve but i think um people have said it's a good class reader because um yeah it's exciting and it pulls everyone along and you can kind of do it in short sections mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and you want the children to be interested don't you yeah you do if especially if you're going to be reading it as a class mm -hmm. um okay i'm going to ask you some different kind of questions now yeah um so who was your favorite author as a child uh michael rosen i love michael rosen um yeah funny Poetic, great, surreal, um, lovely guy, uh, all round, and yeah, fun. And you met him once? Yeah, I did. I met him at the Edinburgh Festival, and um, got to give him a copy of my book, which was a very big moment for me. And he gave me some prunes from his holiday in France, so that was a nice bit of share in the Edinburgh Yurt yeah. <laughs> <The> Festival. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Who was your favourite teacher at school, and why? Um. Well, I like Mr. Elliot in art because he gave me a black art pass, which meant at lunchtimes, me and my friends could just go up and do art projects. And I really enjoyed that. And all the Dinleys got really cross. They were like, have you got a pass? And we were like, yes, we have. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> Good. Um, who is your inspiration within education? Uh, teachers. The teachers that I meet. Um, I don't know how you guys do this um, every day. 
it just I just find it quite astonishing. Um, it yeah. is amazing. Like I don't do it now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And just when I see like the passion you have and the pride in like everyone and the time taken and the love and the care and the you know yeah it's relentless isn't it it's just relentless and Mm -hmm. and it takes really special people to to do it and do it well as well i think so it's amazing i find it so uplifting and i come home and i go i'm going to try and do that in my life (laughs) i'm going to try and like you know because when you see and it just makes you know even sitting up straight i can i'm doing that thinking about one teacher who at the start of assembly just does that and then i'm standing on the stage going oh yeah (laughs) i need to like stand up straighter yeah Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, last question. You've kind of already answered it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. What did you want to be when you grew up? Yes, I did want to be a writer. Um, Age 10, I wanted to be a writer living in the countryside with cats. And do you live in the countryside with cats? Yes. Wow, how many? Um, I did have three, but one died last summer, so now two. Um, What are they called? (laughs) Bob and Irek, um, after the Northern Lights polar bear, because he's a big white cat. And when he catches a rabbit, it gets covered in blood. So it's very authentic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast. You're very um, it's going to be a really insightful listen for the listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview and can take something useful away. Perhaps you'll be buying one of Chloe's books to read with your children at school or home. I have to admit, I'm looking forward to my children being older and reading novels to them from all the authors that I've interviewed. You'll find everything that Chloe talks about in the show notes. Let me know who else you'd like to hear from and what you'd like me to ask them. If it's the first time you're listening to the Teacher's Podcast, then check out our other episodes for some more great listens. We've been securing some more fantastic guests for you and if you want to request that someone is on the podcast, then you can let us know in our Facebook group called the Teachers Podcast Community. This episode is live on YouTube as well, so don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Did you love this episode? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.